Are you looking for a podcast that brings you all the latest news and analysis on the silver and black? Carr from under center looks downfield, fires deep, complete. Waller's got it. How about interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Vegas Sports Today podcast network. Henry Ruggs, the speed, touchdown, Carr with another bomb. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, let's go. Hello again, and thank you for tuning in to Just Pod Baby, now brought to you by SportsNot.com. I am Evan Grote, your host, and it's been a very busy week for Mark Davis and the Raiders out in Henderson. The Patriot Way is coming to Las Vegas. The Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels era is underway in Las Vegas. We will be spending the majority of our time this week discussing that and what it means for the future of the organization. Uh, and I, I got to apologize uh, for the intro, the intro to the show. I know that uh, it still mentions Henry Ruggs and, and Vegas Sports Today. Uh, I am in the process right now of getting that updated. So the next time you hear from me, it should be with a new introduction to the show. So I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you so much for your patience with that. Also, uh, I want to put out there, if you did not have a chance yet to see it live, this week myself and Scott Gilbranson got together for a video special. We discussed the hiring of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. You can find it uh, on my Twitter page. I tweeted it out at egrope 5 uh, but you can also find it on the YouTube page at Silver and Black Today, the, the Silver and Black Today page. Uh, you can find it there as well. Uh, and we do plan on doing a lot more of those, so I su- suggest that you uh, go ahead and subscribe to the page so that you're always uh, in the mix, always up to date with what we're doing there. And, and those are, you know, I really enjoy doing those. They're fun. They're fun for us uh, because the, the the viewers and the listeners can interact with us live. Uh, and, and get involved with the show through the chat. So be on the lookout for us to, uh, to do that again uh, very, very soon. Just a quick rundown uh, of the show this week. As I said, the addition of Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels will dominate the conversation this evening. There has been some other moves that have been made with the, the coaching staff, some new hires, both um, both in the coaching staff and, and, and in the front office. So we will break all of that down uh, this evening. And in segment two, uh, we have a guest this week, Karen uh, Garigian, uh, Patriots beat writer for the Boston Herald, will join us. She's covered the Patriots for a long, long time. In fact, she told me that she has covered every year of the Tom Brady era. So she knows this team really, really well. And we're going to get you an insider look at, at Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and to help give us a better understanding of what we can expect to see from those two men as they now look to turn the Raiders into a consistent winner and a threat in the AFC. So a busy show ahead. Glad to have you here with me, but let's get right into it. The general manager and head coaching search is now over. It was a very long and exhaustive exhaustive uh, process for Mark Davis. He interviewed 12 candidates in total, and he discussed the entire process uh, in his press conference the other day. He leaned heavily on Ken Hurrock. Uh, and his expertise uh, throughout the process, and they walked away from from that process extremely impressed with Dave Ziegler uh, and his vision and his message for the Raiders. And, and when um, Mark Davis presented each candidate with the question, who would you like to pair up with, 
Um, when Ziegler mentioned Josh McDaniels, that seemed to be what really sealed the deal. And, and of course, as we know, the rest is history. Um, now, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you would know, and also if you listen to my most recent podcast, uh, you would know that I was on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. Uh, there was a lot of smoke surrounding his name and his so-called interest in the Raiders job. Uh, I did say that all of that smoke was coming out of Michigan. Uh, and of course, you know, it never really developed into anything more than just the rumors that we were hearing. And, you know, looking back on it, if I had to guess, I would say the most likely reason for him not getting uh, an interview came down to two things. Two factors. Number one was money. I, I'm not sure if Mark Davis wanted to go down that road again of giving a head coach a 9 or $10 million contract. He had just went down that road with John Gruden. And um, that's definitely what it, what it would have taken. Um, you know, uh, Harbaugh is, is due for a pay raise at Michigan after a really successful season. And so I'm not sure uh, Davis wanted to uh, fork over all that uh, kind of money. And then the second reason, uh, in my opinion, would be that the Raiders really wanted Ziegler and, and after they interviewed him. And, and, you know, I think he wants full control over the roster and personnel. And I'm not so sure Harbaugh would have been willing to give up full control. And, and so at the end of the day, uh, Davis decided it would be wise to go with the combo of Ziegler and McDaniels. He talked about McDaniels as a guy he's always kind of admired from afar. And, you know, the tandem, uh, th th this tandem, they have uh, plenty of experience working together. Um, they, they've come from a winning culture in New England. They share a, a similar vision. And, and not only do they have a professional relationship, having worked together since their time back in Denver, but they also have a personal friendship as well, going back to their college days at John Carroll University. So, um, you know, I think that's a good, uh, a good fit. And I understand why um, Mark Davis feels like this is a good direction to go in. And, and, and so with, with Josh McDaniels, you know, he was not at the top of my list, um, but he was definitely on the list for sure. Um, but overall, I think it's a good hire. Um, going back quickly to Ziegler, uh, before I expand a little bit further on my thoughts about uh, Josh McDaniels, um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I knew much about any of the candidates uh, they interviewed for general manager. That's just not something I spend a lot of my free time doing is staying current with who the up-and-coming front office executives are across the league. So you are a much better football fan than I am if that is something that you're on top of. But with Ziegler, um, <clears throat> you know, we, what we do know about Ziegler is that um, from everything that I have been reading, he was he was given a lot more... Uh, say this year in, in the decisions with the Patriots uh, last offseason. He was very aggressive, or the Patriots were very aggressive in free agency. They signed a lot of players. They went out and spent a lot of money. And that traditionally has not been the Patriot way, but that is how they did business this year. And, and um, you know, they found the quarterback uh, who uh, looks like he will be the long-term answer for them. Uh, in Mac Jones and Ziegler, he gets a lot of credit for for helping to kind of expedite the rebuild in New England following that um, seven and nine season in 2020. So you like to see that. And then um, the other aspect that I really like of the hire and 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 how they're going to do things versus how they've done things in the past is that the general manager now is going to have full control 
of the roster. I, I did not like uh, giving Gruden all of the control and all the power. And it was nothing personal with Gruden. Um, I, I don't really like the idea of any coach, uh, for that matter, uh, to have full control of every decision that's made within the organization. I just don't think that's a wise move to make. Um, with Ziegler in control of the roster and McDaniels running the team on the field, there are clear, defined roles in place, and the two will collaborate on things. They will agree, they will disagree, but at the end of the day, it's the general manager who will build the roster, and I think it's a smart way to go about it. Um, I I do also want to mention, while we're talking about general manager, that they now have a, a new assistant general manager as well, Champ Kelly is the new assistant general manager for the Raiders. And it sounds like that this was a position that was created just to make room for him. So that shows you how impressed Mark Davis and the panel must have been with him uh, during his interview. And again, from what I understand, uh, he is another up-and-coming young executive. Clearly, there was some interest in him because they brought him in for the interview Um, Maybe he was not their top candidate, but um, someone who they were definitely impressed with. And and so not only do they get their top guy in Ziegler, but they bring in one of their other uh, candidates who they who they felt was worthy of the job. And so it should be exciting to see what these guys can do for the organization. There certainly is a lot of excitement, you know, surrounding uh, some of these new hires and and what's been going on uh, with the front office. Now, moving on to Josh McDaniels, uh, I'm on board with it. Um, I, I said very early on uh, on Twitter, I, I tweeted out, when, when many of the people out there were, were questioning his failed campaign in Denver, in the scenario with Indianapolis, I was, I was kind of defensive of him uh, early on when his name first getting started getting some, some mention. Um, and, now, and now when you go on Twitter, social media, you know, many of the Raider fans out there have, have since changed their tune in regards uh, to McDaniel's, which is fine. You know that that's that's perfectly fine. But you know, yes, he failed in Denver. He admitted that in the press conference. Um, what he did in Indianapolis was a, a, a terrible look. There's no defending that. Uh, I will say one thing: we don't know all of the details of of went of what uh, went down in in that situation. So I'm willing to cut him a little bit of slack there. But going back to his time in Denver, he was 33 years old. And, um, you know, that's extremely young to be a head coach in the NFL. And he talked about the growth that he has made as a person and as a coach since that time. So to me, I thought, you know, during his interview, he said all the right things. He addressed that issue right away. And I thought that was wise of him to do that. Uh, He addressed the elephant in the room. He was forthcoming. And I believe that he's going to be up for the challenge uh, in his his second go-around as a head coach. Now, a couple of things that I think um, in regards to uh, Josh McDaniels, a couple of things that I think Raider fans should be really excited for. Number one, this guy has coached in a ton of big games, uh, countless playoff games, Super Bowl victories, high-pressure situations, and he's had success in those big moments. So he's battle tested. Um, he's worked with Tom Brady and, and, and Bill Belichick, uh, two of the greatest to ever do it. Um, and, and so he knows what greatness looks like. He understands what it takes to get to that level. And, you know, he was raised in that 
in that winning culture, in that Patriot way, and I know that a lot of Raider fans, that, that kind of annoys a lot of you, but that is the truth. And, 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 and so that's what you hope that he can bring now to the Raiders and try to replicate that a bit uh, in Las Vegas. And on top of all that, uh, there's some numbers, some statistics out there that I'd like to point out uh, for a moment as well. There are a couple key areas that I want to highlight now. Three areas on offense. We all know it, where the Raiders' offense really struggled this year. Um, red zone offense was one. Points per game, I think they could show some improvements on. Uh, third down offense was another area. And I'm also going to throw in rushing yards per game because, um, you know, they didn't have the strongest run game this year. And, and, and although that has something to do with the offensive line, um, you know, that's not solely on the play caller. I do think it's worth mentioning. I went back and looked at some numbers. I think McDaniels calling and designing the plays immediately helps uh, with those issues that the Raiders had in 2021. Take a listen to these numbers. The Patriots' red zone offense in 2021 ranked 7th in the NFL. Points per game, they ranked 6th in the NFL. They averaged 27.2 points per game. Third down offense, they were ranked 7th. And they had the number 8 rushing attack in the NFL. So, those are all top 10 uh, numbers. That's a great thing. Uh, if the Raiders offense can can show improvement in those areas, this is going to be a very, very good team in 2022. And, and think about this for a second, okay? Go ahead and take a look at that roster, that offensive roster for the Patriots, the wide receivers that, that, uh, he, that McDaniels had to work with. Not big-time names at all. Kendrick Bourne, um, Jacoby Myers, um, Nelson Aguilar, tight ends Hunter Henry, John New Smith, and he did it all with a rookie quarterback as well. A, a good rookie quarterback, don't get me wrong, but a rookie quarterback nonetheless. So to me, that's very impressive to be able to put up those kind of numbers um, and get it done with, with that cast of weapons. That's impressive to me. So uh, I'm excited about... Um, McDaniels, as I said at the top, I'm on board with the hire. I like the idea of the tandem hire, having the established working relationship coming from the winning culture. It all makes a lot of sense. And so now time will tell uh, if this new era in Raiders football will result in a more consistent winner than what we have seen uh, in the last 20 years. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see. But there is a lot of excitement building um, you know, throughout this offseason, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay, I'm going to step aside for just a moment to get a quick break out of the way. And when I return, we're going to update you on some of the latest news surrounding the coaching staff that is starting to take shape. And also, you don't want to miss my interview with Patriots beat writer Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald. You are listening to Just Pod Baby, brought to you by SportsNot.com. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me. This is Just Pod Baby. I'm your host, Evan Grote. Do me a favor. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. We've got a lot of big stuff coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and I want to make sure that you're tuned in for all of it. I appreciate all the support, as always. But let's kick off second uh, segment of the show here right now. Topic number one that I want to get to is the search for a new defensive coordinator. Not a whole lot of news coming out as of yet. We did learn on Thursday that former Bears defensive coordinator uh, Sean Deze, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, will be the first one to interview for the job. Um, I have not heard any other names 
uh, to this point uh, who are linked to the job. I did tweet out the other day, and, and I know a lot of fans out there agree with me on this. Vic Fangio, um, I know he's like the the sexy name out there right now. Uh, I just think he makes a lot of sense. Not only is he a great uh, defensive coach, but he has knowledge within the within the AFC West, and and I think McDaniel's would be really really wise to reach out and to to bring Fangio in and, and give him an interview. Um, you know, McDaniel's is coming over from the AFC East, doesn't have the familiarity with the West, um, and, and so I think I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it would be very wise to not only have a heck of a coach and Fangio come on board, a guy who has some head coaching experience, but also a guy who knows the division really, really well. So that was um, my, my, my first topic, number one. Number two is wide receiver coach Edgar Bennett. He will be retained. That came down uh, on Thursday as well. Uh, he will be the wide receiver coach once again uh, on McDaniel's staff. So some continuity there in the receiver room, which should be a good thing. And then the really the only other hire that has been made public is the quarterback coach, uh, and that's going to be Bo Hardegree. Uh, he is the hire. He was an offensive assistant with McDaniel's in New England. Again, so they're tapping into the Patriots' way there uh, with Hardegree, the quarterback coach as well. He also uh, does have some prior quarterback coaching experience um, going back to uh, Miami. So uh, that's really all we have to report for you at the moment. Still many jobs that need to be filled. I'm keeping a close eye on the defensive coordinator job, as I mentioned, but another one of the jobs that really interest me is going to be the offensive line coach. Uh, the offensive line was a major weakness for this team in 2021, so uh, they're going to have to bring in a really good one and, and, and get things straightened out on the O-line. All right, what I want to do now is I want to go out to the phone lines and I want to say hello to our guest this week, Karen Garigian, uh, a Patriots beat columnist for the Boston Herald who has extensive history with the New England Patriots. And Karen, there is so much that I want to ask you this evening. Thank you uh, thank you for the time. Uh, let, let's start with Dave Ziegler. Um, tell us a little bit about his time with the Patriots and, and, and how he rose from an assistant director of pro scouting in 2013 to the de facto general manager this past season. Well, I think he um, he had a very good reputation uh, when he came here, and he also uh, knew Josh McDaniels, uh, I believe, from their uh, Josh's time in Denver. And um, you know he you know he worked very hard, and he <clears throat> you know there was a lot of turnover. Uh, in in the uh, within the realm of that department, and eventually, when Nick Casario left uh, to be uh, the general manager in Houston, I think he highly recommended uh, Dave uh, to move up. And I, again, if you ever talk to talk to Dave, he's a very impressive guy. And, um, I think, you know, he, you know, slowly, as I said, moved his way up, got a, got an idea for how things worked in New England. And he got, you know, rose up to the point where I think his voice was a very strong one and, and one that, uh, Bill Belichick trusted ultimately. Yeah. I, I walked away from the, his press conference the other day, his introductory press conference, uh, 
quite quite impressed with 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 what he had to say. And you know, everything that I've been reading uh, on Ziegler. Uh, he, he gets much of the credit for the quick turnaround uh, to get the Patriots back into the playoffs following the seven and nine season that they had in 2020. Uh, if you if you have any insight on this, can you explain to us exactly how much of an influence he had? Um, you know, was he given full control uh, of of that roster in free agency and in the draft? And, and what can you tell us about you know the role that he had in that quick rebuild last offseason for the Patriots? Yeah, I don't know if anyone has full control except for Bill Belichick. <laughs> but um, through Dave, I think the the decision making came a, became a little more collaborative. And you know, even not just Dave, but people who work with him had a voice as well. Uh, you know, ultimately Bill Belichick makes the final call and the final decisions. But I think it, you know, it had reached a point where uh, Coach Belichick had a lot of faith and trust in what Dave and, you know, the other people around him uh, were presenting to him. And if you look at the draft, just the draft alone, uh, their first three picks, um, Mac Jones, um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and um, I forget his name, the Alec Christian Barmore were, you know, basically, you know, out of sight picks. I mean, they're, they, they all contributed in a significant way in their rookie years. Um, and there's still to be determined how they did in the rest of the draft. But um, if you can hit home runs in, in your first round, but then your second and third round. I mean, that's a, that's a very good draft. Um, and then in free agency, obviously they spent a lot of money um, and they didn't hit on all of the free agents, but they did uh, bring in quite a few who had impact, um, you know, throughout the season. So uh, I think, you know, Dave, you know, with Dave now, you know, pretty much in control of personnel, uh, taking over for Nick Casario, I think, you know, you saw some strides that were taken. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the success that he had uh, in this year's draft and, and, and bringing in some of those free agents because, you know, Raider fans, that's an area where, they want to see some improvement because that that's a that's been a problem area with with the, the former regime John Gruden and Mike Mayock they've they've uh, missed on early round draft picks and they've brought in some guys through free agency that just have not worked out so I'm glad that you brought that up and we're of course we're chatting with Karen uh, Gregian Patriots beat writer with the Boston Herald and Karen before I I, I ask you about um, Josh McDaniels I have a topic that I think many of the listeners out there would be interested in getting your opinion on. One of the concerns that Raider fans had when Josh McDaniels was first mentioned as a candidate for the job is the Bill Belichick coaching tree. And, and, and for the most part, you know, many of his, of his assistants um, that have gone on to become head coaches have, have, has not gone on to have great success as head coaches. Do you have any thoughts into why that might be the case? Well, I think in some cases, not necessarily all, but in some cases, I think, many of his assistants 
and perhaps including Josh too, when he first went to Denver, don't try, have tr- basically tried too hard to be, Bel- be, be Bill Belichick. In other words, they try to t- take his traits as opposed to being their own guy. And, and it's hard. I mean, they've had so much success with Bill Belichick and you kind of want to emulate that success. And, but problem is, is if you're not yourself and you're, and you're trying to be somebody else, it, it just doesn't work. And I think, you know, some of those coaches, Josh being one, um, learn that the hard way. I mean, the good news is, um, he's getting a second chance and I think he's learned, he's learned a lot, you know, from that, from that first experience. And if you actually go back into Bill Belichick's history, um, you know, he, he had coached, he was a head coach in Cleveland and I don't want to say he failed there, but he didn't exactly have success there. And, but he learned, and I think Bill Belichick will tell you, he learned what, you know, what works, what doesn't work and what he needed to improve on as a head coach. And so when he got that second chance uh, in New England, um, he was able to adapt. And he's kind of been adapting a bit as the years have gone on. But I think, I think uh, Josh, I think, as he said in the press conference, you know, he went in, he, he, was, he knew football, he had a good grasp of the game and, and how to coach it. But I think he had to learn more how to manage players, manage people. And, you know, the hope is with all this time in between that Denver job and now, that you know he'll do a better job and i and i think he will yeah i think i think you nailed it i think that was a great response there because obviously you did hear some of the press conference he he talked about that he said this time around i i need to be myself and and so i think that was him admitting that you know possibly he was trying to uh you know be uh, bill belichick so to speak so and there's only one bill mm-hmm. belichick we all know that but uh um you know right. one of the, one of the other things he talked about uh, in his press conference was, you know, the growth that he's made, not only as a coach, but as a person and, and dealing with relationships, uh, as you mentioned, since his last head coaching experience in Denver, you know, you've had a chance to observe him very close. Uh, you've had a chance to talk to him, ask him questions in press conferences. Does he genuinely seem like a guy who's made strides in that area over the last several years? I think so. I, I do think so. And I think now you're getting closer to a a finished product. (laughs) I mean, in terms of a head coach, uh, because I I think he, he's worked on those people skills. And again, he, he's always had the coaching acumen. He's always been, you know, really smart (laughs) when it comes to X's and O's and things like that. Um, But again, it's, it's different. It's much different. You know, you know how they say coordinators, not all coordinators are made out to be head coaches. Well, I think he's taken strides in terms of not only being a good football coach, but a leader of men. 
So, uh, and that's, you know, you have to combine those elements when you're the head guy. It's different when you're a coordinator. Yeah, another great response. You're doing a great job for us. Karen Garigian, uh, a Patriots beat writer with the Boston Herald. Uh, I, I think a lot of Raider fans, in fact, I know a lot of Raider fans, are excited to see what a Josh McDaniels-led offense will look like in Las Vegas. So could you share with us some of the staples of uh, McDaniels' philosophy on offense? Well, I, I know he... Uh, I think he will adapt the offense to what his assets are. I mean, we saw him, you know, adapt to having Cam Newton as a quarterback and Cam Newton's different than any quarterback. You know, they had Tom Brady, the statue for 20 years. <laughs> right, and right. then you, then all of a sudden you have this mobile quarterback. And so, you know, Josh had to kind of revamp things a little bit. And from that, and then to see him go to a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, who had a similar skill set to Tom Brady, but is not Tom Brady. So, but mostly, I think, I mean, Josh was in the middle of a Patriots offense, and it's predicated a lot on getting rid of the ball quickly. You know, it's, it's, it's motion, it's, again, having people get open quickly and, and you utilizing those quick hitters, um, you know, to move down the field. I mean, he's had offenses with great tight ends at times, and I think he likes to utilize the tight ends, and you certainly have a great one (laughs) out in Vegas. And um, I think he likes to utilize his backs coming out of the backfield. Um, But you know what? If he has a deep threat, he's not afraid, you know, to utilize those type of assets as well. So I think the best way to answer Josh as an offense coordinator, he's going to adapt an offense or what he he's known as an offense around the personnel that you have in Vegas. Final one I have for you, Karen, uh, with Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels now calling the shots in Las Vegas, if he had to pinpoint one or even two, if he can come up with two, Uh, areas where you expect the Raiders to show some uh, change or even immediate improvement uh, based on what you know of those two men, where do you think that would be? Well, I think, I think what's good um, is they both share a similar vision. I mean, they went to the same college together. They've known each other a long time. Um, They've, come through the ranks a lot together. And I, as I said, I think they share a vision of how to build a team. Okay. And you know, what, you know, what constitutes a good team or, you know, where, what areas to attack first. And again, if they're on the same page and if they're looking for the same type of uh, personnel players to come in, to fit, you know, for, fit certain jobs and roles, I think, again, if they're both on the same page, that can only help help the Raiders. I mean, the, you know, having covered the Patriots for as long as I, I have, it hasn't all, always been about 
you know, bringing in just superstars. It's bringing in uh, athletes and players that fit what they're trying to do or fit in, a, in the offense that Josh wants to run or fits in the defense that they want to employ. So it might, you might not be getting, you know, the, the top elite guy, but if you get a guy who fits your scheme and fits what you're doing, um, I think watching the Patriots teams over the past, that is a winning formula. You don't always need, you know, the, the elite 20, $30 million a year players. If you have players that fit together like a glove and carry out what the coaches want them to do, that that breeds winning football. Karen Garigian, everyone with the Boston Herald, great rundown there, great breakdown for us. Uh, thank you so much for the time. I really enjoyed the conversation and your insight that you shared with us this evening. I know the listeners will really appreciate it as well, Karen. Uh, thanks again and keep up the great work. All right, Evan, good luck. And as I said, um, I'm predicting good things for you uh, with both Dave and Josh there. Okay, that was Karen Garigian. Uh, great conversation with her. And she's been covering the Patriots. I asked her about this before we began recording. She's been covering the Patriots going back to the Bill Parcells days. <laughs> That's a long time, so she knows her stuff. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with her. But that is going to do it for this week. I do plan to record a show for you next week as well. I want to touch on some of the Senior Bowl stuff that's been going on this week. i got to be honest, that really snuck up on me this year. Uh, normally, I'm much more on top of it, and I'm recording the practices, and I'm watching all of the, the practices and, and really trying to break it all down. But that took a back seat this week, I think, with all the news that we had coming out of Henderson in regards to the new head coach and general manager. Uh, but we'll get you all caught up with that uh, and everything that went down in Mobile uh, next week on the show. It's a really, really important part of the draft process. They say the draft starts in Mobile, and I believe that to be true. So I'll make sure that I get you a guest on that can fill us in on everything that you may have missed. Until the next time, everyone, take care, enjoy the weekend, and as always, just win, baby.